And now, enjoy this free Jason Modcast show. Not what we know, because we don't know shit. What we think. <laughs> David K. Montoya, S.A.D. Burbank Podcast. Or S.A.D. Burbank, David K. Montoya Podcast. <laughs> the game plan, yeah. The, uh, the show. Let's make it up. Let's actually make some... <laughs> And see, I came up with more... Google it. Not what we know, because we don't know shit. It's Monday night, so let's find out what the fuck we think. I'm David K. Montoya. And I am Miss Sadie Burbank. And by God in heaven, we have a special guest. Now, not only have we been podcasting for the last six months, and I've literally been begging our guests every single day for the last six months. <clears throat> You're going to have to talk. <laughs> Hi. Well, you have to introduce her. My beautiful and lovely wife, Lacey Montoya. Yay! Clap, 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 clap. Okay, so we're going to get right into the emails. We only got one email for Cindy this week. Uh, we did get one that said I sucked, but, you know, we all know. <laughs> so I'm just going to pass that over. So, I didn't see that one. Why is it I didn't see that one? Because it accidentally got deleted. Oh, gee, how could that have happened? Okay, this is to Sadie. Can you give a shout-out? To my wife, Angie, from Wisconsin. Well, since we, but I think that must be Wisconsin. Right. Unless she lives in Wheeland. <laughs> so, hi, Angie, from Wisconsin. She's my wife, and, oh, my wife and I started following you on the World of Myth magazine. And she just bought your ebook off of Amazon.com, and now we enjoy your show. Keep up the great work, James Vanderbilt. Well, thank you both very much. It's, I'm tickled. For lots of reasons, not the least of which is your wife bought my book. <laughs> Yay! Yay! Now the the funny thing is, is we haven't talked about the world of myth in forever. Really? You know, yeah. Because you know it, the magazine's down. We're not yeah, running the magazine anymore. And but the, for them to remember that, well, that it was just a, a kind of just a random shot in the dark, flash in the pan, as I, it were. I sent everybody an email and said, "Look, this is what's going on." You know. We're leaving the literary world. We're going into podcasting. It's free. You want to listen? Come listen. And it seems as if it worked. Somebody's listening, which just shocks the hell out of me. I think it's grand. Speaking of shocking the hell out, we have to change our servers. We no longer are on iCloud. Oh. We are averaging 55,000 downloads a week. And in order for us to compensate that type of, of download yeah. without crashing the server, we would have to go with the unlimited rent bandwidth, uh-huh. which is like $45 a month, uh-huh. which is ridiculous. Uh-huh. So we're with archive.org. They're a nonprofit organization. And our agreement is as long as they can play our shows, all of Jason Modcast shows, on their website for free, they'll host us for free. Unlimited bandwidth. So now we are now with archive.org. Okay. Later you'll have to explain to me what that all means. Because it just kind of went a part of my hair. Okay, well, because our our shows are MP3s. Video, or not video, but sound files. Okay. And each MP3 takes at least... 45 to 50 megabytes uh-huh. of memory to download. Uh-huh. Now, we have to give that memory 
to, to download because we're literally giving it to a computer. So we're giving that information away. Uh-huh. And when we give it away, that tacks up on a bandwidth. Bandwidth is how much we're allowed to... <laughs> <laughs> I lost it. <laughs> it's storage outside your computer. It's like a whole other world, isn't it? It is. I, you know, it's okay. You don't have to try to explain it. It's storage outside of your computer. Essentially. Well, I think where you lost me was back when you said, if we let them do this, they'll let us do that. What was that part again? If, because they're going to hold our, our all our shows, all our MP3s. All our of podcast. our podcasts. Yes. Okay. Keep, it, gonna on, hold. keep it on a simple okay. level. Okay. Use we'll the get... KISS method. Keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> okay. They're going to hold our podcasts uh-huh. instead of the iCloud. Uh-huh. They're here. Uh-huh. They're going to give it to us, all the storage that we want, right. for free. Right. As yeah. long as as long as we can, not we, but as long as they are allowed to play our shows off of their website as well. As That's where you lose me. What else would they be doing with it? I mean, we're giving them the, the shows. What, what, would, what were they going to do with them? Well, for some... You know, some sites, like, how do I explain this? With iCloud, uh-huh. they just hold it. Until what? Until it's downloaded from a listener. Oh, okay. Okay. So, so these guys... They'll, gonna... they'll do the same thing, but they also want to allow their audience to listen to our shows as well. Oh, well it's one thing, so then you have a wider... I was going to say, why in the world wouldn't we want to do that? Well, yeah, because we're, like you said, we're expanding out. Why not? I vote yes. <laughs> okay, thank you for explaining that on a simple level. I appreciate that. So, it took me... What time did I go to bed last night? Like, four or five in the morning? That's not last night, that's this morning. Yes. Um, I literally took all of our podcasts, right. every single show, oh, yeah, right. and uploaded them to the archive server. Oh, and it, it took me quite a few hours. Good thing it changed to uh, Verizon, otherwise it would have taken you 45 days. They still be doing it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because I had I was running at 10, 10 shows per upload, oh. and it still took me that long. That's a horrible job. I'm sure glad you know what the hell you're doing, because if it was up to me, I'd still be back with paper and pencil. <laughs> just as like one step away from a chisel and a rock. Oh well. So anyway. this this week, um, I guess this is the week of negoci- most, not like that. negotiations. Easy for you to say. <laughs> um, negotiations? Yes. One of Lacey's favorite things to talk about, and she's been really heavily into watching the bio channel and watching the ghost adventures and, and haunted and help me out here. What stories um, was we were gonna talk about hauntings and spirits and psychics. Uh, this I like that kind of stuff. I like that kind of stuff. Now what because obviously there's fakes and there's reals, what do you think is Fake and what do you think is real as far as show wise? Um, the ghost hunters, I don't think they're real. The popular ghost hunters? Yeah, just because they'll hear a tap down the hallway and they're like, oh, let's go to the next room. Let's not go down the hallway and investigate that noise. 
let's go to another room. I just think they're all for the glitz and the glam, and not for the ghost hunting. Kind of like those scary movies that like to go, yes. <laughs> when nothing really happened. Right. Yeah, I hate those. <laughs> you scared the like, shit out of I like to listen to people's ghost stories. Yes. You know, if they're real or not, I don't know, but it's just the fascination of somebody's telling their story. Right, right. But as far as the ghost hunter shows and those ghost show those type of shows, like the ghost hunters, I don't care too much for them. I like to remind me of what was that movie when they were outdoors with the camera and they kept shaking around the water wage project. Yeah, they kinda remind me of that. Well, we kinda snarl our nose at it now, but when we first seen it. When we first seen the Blair Witch Project, this one. Well, no, let's because they hyped it up. They made all the and websites. And I gotta tell you, the Blair Witch Project did nothing for me. They made I it sound like it was real. I couldn't stay focused on it because the camera kept yeah, moving around. It was driving me insane. Yeah. I couldn't see the like paranormal activity. That would take be stupid. Have you seen paranormal activity? Mm, no, I don't think so. Now, they hyped that one up too. They, uh, yeah, they said it's, it was what the scariest movie ever made. Oh, that was a movie. Oh, uh-huh. then I know I didn't see it. No. And uh, we, got, <laughs> we now got that one was scary. That was oh, scary. Oh, shit, man! That guy out there with that book in his hand. Yeah, <laughs> we got our Oscars copy of that. Okay. And uh, what is that like? Got the boat? Kind of like we. Oh, you. Not, it was a bootleg. <laughs> I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah, that's you, 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 wrong show. What's the whenever, word? whenever I, I refer to it as our Oscar, appropriated it. Yes, appropriated it. Yes. Midnight movie supply. Yes. Yes. I'm there. We got just like our our supply or our copy of Superman will be in there shortly. Well, careful what you say out loud. And- <laughs> web, you know, it'll be out there forever now. And it's not our doing, though. It's just—it's an Oscar's copy. It was just left on the front porch. That's why we call it Oscar. Okay, you know. <laughs> Isn't he the one that lives in the garbage can? Yes, yes, and he's green. There you go. So <clears throat> I'm talking about. So anyway, they—they they hyped this movie as the scariest movie ever made. We got a copy. We watched it, and we're and and Lacey and I. That was kind of like one of our our first things that we connect on was we've always been fans of horror films. I mean, the majority of the movies that we have in our yeah, I don't like the horror films where the long with the big boots run upstairs when the front door is right behind or the, her. Or within the first ten minutes, we have the obligatory sex scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, come on. No, I'm, we're talking about real, you know, true, not some Steven Spielberg stuff. Now that's good. That's good horror movies. Uh, more like I don't mean Steven Spielberg. I mean Stephen King. Yeah, I know what you mean. We have all of us. Well, nothing against nothing against you, Steve. Both Steves, love you. Okay. The, um, can't think. We have almost all of the puppies. Exorcisms. Yeah, we have like the original Exorcist oh, and, and all the. the first time my husband and my, the only time we ever saw The Exorcist was when it first came out. Uh-huh. That's how old I am. And his brother goes, you guys like scary movies? And we go, yeah, we love scary movies. You know, like to get scared the same as anybody. We went in and within the first five minutes of that movie, I'm sitting there with both fingers in my ears, looking at the ground and coming. And I, and Do you think it's her, because Jaden got scared shitless when he seen it too? I still, it's so I, scary. Oh, it scares me. I told Ernie, I said, we shouldn't 
be here. Okay. And he goes, I know. For the next 30 days, we sat through that whole thing, looking at the ground. Just about the time I think it'd be okay to look up because it'd be quiet. Right. Then you'd hear that. Do you think it's because you come from a religious household? No, it just scared scared the fucking shit out of me. And did it came from a religious household? No, it had nothing to do with that. It was a scary, at the time, a scary movie. It was the scariest movie that had ever been made up to that time. Up to that time, it was the scariest movie I'd ever been in. And for 30 days after that, neither one of us could be alone. See, I've I not mean, seen a movie that scared the crap out of and, and, and I told her, and he, he got cute one day, and he like started rolling his eyes back in his eyes. I said, don't you, <laughs> don't you ever do that again. I don't, I don't think that's funny. I will never think that's funny, and I will hit you in the head if you ever do it again. And I am dead serious, and I mean it, and I'm not kidding. And he said, I'm sorry. I, I, I realized that was probably a dumb thing to do. Yeah, you bet your ass it was dumb. Don't ever do it again. Don't even pretend to play at being that way because it just scared the living shit out of us. See, I have... Plus, we were like seven rows back with the screen like this, and the sound was... Oh, God, it was horrible. We uh, we have the director's of the movie. I wouldn't watch it if it came and, I'm serious. And even even today, it, it still takes a lot of courage yeah, just to get to that Today, bed. I have seen bits and pieces of it. You know, when people talk about they turn apart down, and, oh, here's this scene, and that scene. And I've seen those scenes, and I can sit and watch them from an objective point of view, and it's okay. But I would not sit through that movie again. Another one that, that was real scary is a fairly recent one that, that involved exorcism. Uh, by recent, I mean within the last 10 years, um, probably within the last five years. And I want to say Anthony Hopkins was in it, but I'm not sure that that's who it was. But it was about a priest doing exorcisms and stuff. And that was very, very scary, too, because it the r- seemed... Was the right, where he gets, yes, he gets yes, possessed yes, again. Yeah. And it that seemed very real. Now, whether or not it was, I can't say, because, you know, when they when they... Cut to those people that were possessed. It was based on a true story. Based on a true story, but, but oh God, they really pulled it off. Look on the internet, it's no basis of it at all. Yeah, well, and I'm tired of the was, movie companies saying it was really scary to watch. Whether it was, and I think part of me was frightened because it seemed so real. Okay, Be- because I think you know, it's like when when you see people. Uh, in, in haunted house movies, you know, when when you're thinking, why the fuck are they staying in that house when the, when the cupboard doors are slamming shut and the rugs are curling up and flying around the room? I would not be there, okay? I would be leaving. Why are they staying? Because that kind of stuff is like, I put myself in that position and I'm like, I, how can that, how can, how can people put up with that sort of thing? I, I wouldn't, Right. Say, so I want to go stay at the Hotel Del Coronado in the haunted room. I don't think I want to. I don't think I want to. I don't want to attempt to pay too much. We, there's a place up in um, the Gold Country that has, uh, I think it's called Colima, it's the town. They have a hotel that's supposed to be haunted. We've actually walked through there. People say that they've seen ghosts there and stuff. I didn't see anything, but it was daylight. I don't know if they only come out at night. Sure. I don't know. Well, see, Lacey's also actually... didn't want to see one, and that may have something to do with it. 
Lacey's actually been out ghost hunting before. Have you really? Oi, where did you go ghost hunting? Oh, we were. We were just walking to the cemetery with children. Oh, well, that's hard with ghost hunting. We were something fake, possibly. We were trying to get EVPs, which is the voice. Electrical voice. Ah, did you get me? What would you have done if you had seen a ghost? I'd like to see something, but it'd probably scare the shit out of me. Yeah. Mike, you want to hear about I always get feelings like somebody's watching me. Yeah. Or there's somebody big behind me. But as oh, far as seeing I've, anything... I've had that since I was a kid. You had to use the outhouse. Smells. I have Going smells. back into the house from the outhouse in the nighttime, you always feel like somebody's going to grab you from behind. But that's just good stuff. Would you like to hear a ghost yes. story? My dad used to say that when his mother, who he always called Ruth, never called her mom. Yeah, he was really closely attached to her. And my mother used to say that he didn't call her mom because it brought too strong emotions up for him. So he called her by her first name instead, kept her a little distant. In any case, when she passed, which was almost nine months to the day before I was born, um, he had a very hard time of it for a while. And sometime after she passed, he woke up in the night. He had been, of course, asleep in his bed. And at the foot of the bed, he saw her. And nothing happened. She didn't do anything. He didn't do anything. Coming to comfort him? I don't know. Coming uh, to let him know that she, she was lie. there. He saw her, and that was pretty much all he ever said about it. He didn't. He didn't do anything about it at the time. She didn't do anything, apparently. But he claims that he saw her. And he told me, he says, I don't know what that means. I just know. I took it I as know what I saw. she yeah. was coming to say, I'm okay. Very likely. Very possibly. Or you're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever. Um, but if he wasn't scared, it was a comforting feeling. Then. I guess, yeah. He wasn't frightened, at least if he was at the time, he didn't tell me that he was when he was telling me the story. You know. And then when he passed, for my dad smoked, you know, off and on. More on after mother passed than before. Um, and he always used to, but well, once in a while he used a lighter, but most of the time he struck matches, wooden matches, to light a cigarette. And for a long time after he passed, I'd be driving on the freeway, going back and forth to work or whatever, and just out of the clear blue, I would smell sulfur. sulfur. And it'd be like, oh, I guess Daddy must be here, you know. And that's as far as I ever let that go. I never wanted to be able to turn to my right and see it. For one thing, I was driving a car, and right. if I had turned to my right and seen him, it would freak me out. You wouldn't be here. No. I'd be off the side of the road. Uh, but, uh, and, I, and, and I'm home a lot at night, as you know, because mm-hmm. Ernie works at night. I, I don't like to think about stuff like that when I'm alone, because I really don't want to invite that kind of thing in. Right. You know, <clears throat> because I'm alone, and I don't know how I would handle it. I, I use a term that a friend of mine who was um, 
makes the metaphysical a lot. And she used to say, surround yourself with the white light of the Holy Spirit and you'll be protected. And you'd be surprised how often I say that to well, myself. Well, I've smelled rose perfume. Uh-huh. I've smelled cigar smoke, and I don't know anybody who smokes cigars. Or did. Or did. Yeah. And coffee. My mom drinks coffee. Yeah. And that one morning when I woke up and smelled coffee, it's like, there's no way it was from somebody around. Yeah. And that's, I called my mom to see if she's okay, and she was fine. And she's like, I'll have to check on you, make sure you're okay, because I smell coffee. coffee. Yes. Okay, yeah. Well, I can see how that would confuse her, possibly. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know. They say that smells are associated with visitations, mm-hmm. or whatever you want to call them. But as far as the cigar smoke, I don't know anybody. I don't either. I don't. And, and I haven't smelled this. I was just thinking about that, too, the other day. I haven't smelled that since. And then, uh, like, do you watch the Long Island yes. medium? She was saying, uh, she talks a lot about different things that people say happen to them, and she'll say, that's your loved one. Mm-hmm. You know, like the butterfly thing, you know, yes. you see a butterfly, that's your loved one, and say hello. Or somebody, it wasn't her, but somebody said some same thing about pennies. If you find a penny, that's... Okay. I don't know. I don't know. I find, you know, I find pennies a lot. That doesn't mean that my dad is just coming to say hi or anything to me. Because your husband didn't empty his pockets. <laughs> no, because I look down a lot. My first husband used to, <laughs> every time we walk around a parking lot, he always used to say, look down, you might find money. Uh-huh. And, you know, hell, I did a lot. Because there's a lot of money on the ground. People take out their keys out of their pockets and change walls on the ground to find it, you know. But that doesn't mean that I'm being, You're being looking visited. I'm not, vis- I'm not being visited by someone in the past, or who has passed. But uh, I I got to say, I really believe that she has uh, the capability that she says she does. Because I've seen her tell people stuff about themselves that there's no way in the world she could ever find that information out. Unless... Unless the whole group of, of people from A to Z associated with the program are in on this humendous hoax, and I don't believe right. that. Humendous well, they come. Um, I'm going to go see Sylvia Brown. She's a psychic. Uh huh. In State Line in August. But she's come to be flawed with different things. I guess there was a story of a, a girl who was missing. And she'd been missing for a little while, and Sylvia Brown said that she was dead. Say by the storage unit, she was buried. Well, this woman found very much so alive. Oh, well, see, well, they can't always be right, right, I suppose, just like anybody and anything that they're talking about can't always be right. And then I guess she's also claimed to have been in a lot of police department investigations where they fired her, and they said that they never hired her. I don't know, I'm gonna go. If she reads me, that'd be cool. And if she's correct, that'd be awesome. Yeah. I don't know. I and now see the uh, Teresa Hugo mm-hmm. is her name. She doesn't. She doesn't do stuff like that. She and it's it, well, you've watched. Yes. It, you know, she's going to buy a loaf of bread and you know, turn on her cup of coffee yeah. that one morning on the show. Who she. You, who do you know that just got killed in a car accident? Mm-hmm. Well, what? <laughs> you know, and then she just pulls all this stuff seemingly out of thin air. And just, you know, just tells them, well, you know, here's here's what somebody's trying to 
to tell them, to tell you, you validate that you're that yes, you're thinking of them, and yes, they're thinking of you, and stuff like that. I don't know. I find her extremely appealing. I, her family too, for that matter. I enjoy um, the time that, that they spend with the, her husband and, and son and, the, and the daughter. Daughter's off college. Right yes. Now, but, um, I, I, I've looked for holes in it. I can't. I can't. And I, you know, I've tried to be really objective about it and look for holes, and I can't find any. So we need to go to New York and go find her, or have her come here. Well, actually, she does. She does uh, appearances around the country, but <clears throat> they're not free. No, I'm sure she charges. <laughs> I mean, it costs as much to see her as it does. Uh, the guy that I like a lot sings, and I can't remember his name all of a sudden. Andrea Bocelli. <laughs> There's also the different one. Let's just say Teresa Caputo as it does Andrea Bocelli, and I really like him. But also Edwards. John Edwards is the medium. Yeah, I used to enjoy him a lot too. Uh, but his stuff seemed to get repetitious after a while. She doesn't. Mm-hmm. Everything she comes up with is different related to the person she's reading. And I find that appealing, right? I find that hard to argue with in terms of veracity. Ernie, who's somewhat skeptical as well, my husband, will watch it. And not so much, unless I show him, you know, watch this, you won't believe what she did. You know, I mean, he doesn't sit down and watch the show like I do. I record it and watch it when I have time to watch it. Uh, but when he does watch it, he'll go, that's pretty amazing. You know, because and, and if anybody could poke a hole in something like that, it'd be him. You know, because he's, he isn't religious at all. I mean, he's Buddhist, but that's as far as him being religious goes. And, um, <coughs> It's just not in his nature to go hook, line, and sinker for something like that. But some of those ghost things that he watches, he gets into. I like the bio channel, um, the ghost stories. And the one reason why we went to the cemetery when we were in Nevada was, and the town that my mom lives in, it's like here in California, all the headstones are flat. Yeah, in the ground. Yeah, yeah right now. Where they're all high and beautiful and. Yeah, they're very pretty. Yeah. They used to do that a lot. They still do it long. You ever been to New Orleans? I did to Louisiana. Yeah. And we were staying at his aunt's house. Yeah. And they still segregate. The oh. blacks have their own cemeteries still yeah. out there. I think it's very sad. It is. It is. It is. They yeah. have the white cemetery and they have the black cemetery. Yeah. And the town that she lives in, it's still segregated. It's the black store and the white store. And I don't think it's right. No, it isn't at all. It's not legal either, but or constitutional or anything else. But Actually, before, before we get into that, uh, real fast, I'm thinking about this. Uh, did we ever finish the conversation about the paranormal activity? I know that's oh, no, something we started, we started talking about. You start talking about it, then we can, I probably took us out of course. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, uh, just jumping back, because I, I was just kind of running that in my head. We didn't finish that piece of the conversation, so I just want to tie it up. Um, it was Bill, scariest movie we've ever seen. We got a copy of it. We watched it. We watched it. We're like, something's going to happen. Something good is going to happen. 
We just watched and we watched, and then we beat it. Nothing happened. Well, was uh, what was it? No, there was no. What was supposed to be scary about it? Did we ever find yeah. out? How was it supposed to be possessed? There was a couple spots in there, like, ooh. And it just I felt like the movie was going to build you up into something really good. Really good. Yeah, but and it never did. Well. Yeah, so, I, I. But I know they made a lot of money because they hyped it up. Yeah. They were sending out things to fill out this paper online to get the movie to come to your theater. Right. Well, you know, it's kind of like what my brother used to say. Paper holds still. You can print anything on it you want. Well, <laughs> for our viewing pleasure. Yeah. Uh, just so you can kind of see what it's about. Here is the trailer to Paranormal Activity. Hold it up to the mic. Now, this is the first audience to have seen it. Well, those that's going to have a face come on. No, no, no. <laughs> no, I did that shirt he wants on the computer. What the house is going to What the fuck? What are you screaming about? They set up a video camera in their bedroom. Oh, I kind of remember this. And you see the blankets oh, yeah. for slams. But it like built you up for something that really And they never explain anything. They may have a part two. I didn't give them my money to watch it. Well they're up to four now. Oh four? Yeah. Well, I did. well, see if I lived in a house that that was happening in, I would have lived there. I would have lived there. I would move. I admit it. I, you know, I, I don't mind a scary movie. I enjoy that. But I'll be damned if I'm gonna live in a house that's trying to eat me or whatever. <laughs> you know, no, I'm not gonna go there. So yeah, and it, just because I had this ready, I wanted to, yeah. to play the video. But yeah, they they said it was the scariest movie ever made. It was just really which it wasn't. No. It wasn't even scary, let alone the scariest movie. Yeah. Um, I do agree with you as far as The Exorcist, to me, is the scariest movie ever. Yeah. Well, for me it was. Like I said, up to that time, it was the scariest thing they'd ever seen. And it, it wasn't because we thought it was real. That wasn't it. I mean, we knew it was a movie. Right. Uh... It just had, a movie like that had never been made before. Right. And we were seeing things happen and hearing noises that we'd never seen or heard before. And it was it was it was probably the first of 
all the movies that have come after that use that technique of, of sound to frighten you know, the sudden sound or right. loud sound or the or, pops. Yeah. Uh, but in that in, in the case of the Exorcist it was the sound of the you know, the devil possessing her upstairs. You'd be downstairs talking, carrying on normal conversation with somebody about something and upstairs you'd hear this horrible devil sound talking or making noises or you know whatever the hell it was saying and it was loud and and unexpected I, I i think up until that time i don't think there were many movies that did that no i think that was part of the new yeah I, my think, mom. I think it was Griffin. the forerunner of, of yeah. that technique that that style yeah and you know of course today that's some movies that's all they do Right. You know, they don't have any story, they don't have any plot, they don't have any characters, they don't have any actors to speak of. Um, you know, all they got is a shaky camera in the dark and lots of banging and, and noise. And, and yes, that's scary because, you know, it's like, <laughs> it's like Ernie, God bless him, I make him stomp <laughs> in the house. When I'm in the kitchen in the morning fixing breakfast and he's showering and getting ready for work when he when i when i'm in there i maybe have the tv on maybe not but i'm so focused i'm focused on breakfast i'm, you get I'm fixing fixing his lunch and stuff like that and he will walk in on in stocking feet until he's right behind me and you go honey and i i you know i've almost killed him a couple of times <laughs> Just gut reaction, and I go, don't do that. Well, it, who else would you think it was in the house? I said, that isn't the point. Right. That's not it's the point. When you're focused on one Yes, thing. and totally not thinking about anybody behind me, especially behind me. You know, if you're going to come in, come in in front of me. Right. I can see you coming, man. But don't sneak up behind me and go, honey. You know, and so now he's so funny. When he comes in. And now, a word from our sponsors. Before 1971, a young S. Sadie Burbank could only imagine a simple American life as a loving wife and mother. That was her goal when she first married in 1959 at the age of 18. But with the wild social revolution of the 1960s, Burbank's idea of a perfect life would quickly change as she left behind her family to begin a new existence of her own. Her journey would find her on a plane headed toward her new lover, Steve, who was halfway across the world, waiting her arrival in a small bush camp in the country of Liberia. Once there, Sadie is greeted with a fascinating, strange world and plunges herself into the exotic land of the bush. But less than six months later, Sadie would realize all was not as it seemed, and Steve was not the man she fell in love with. Burbank found herself desperately seeking escape from the camp and her lover as she raced back to Robertsfield Airport, literally running for her life. Based on an unbelievably true story by S. Sadie Burbank, Red Hills, Green Vines, and Dried Monkey Meat for Dinner is a manuscript of Burbank's adventurous and deadly experience during a time filled with sex, drugs, and murder. Now available in paperback and hardback. 
For more information, log into www.redhills.us. Are you looking for a new book, comic, or apparel from your favorite MythWorks or independent creators? Then you're in the right place. Introducing the all-new redesigned MythMart store. Now bigger, badder, better. Sign up and become a member and receive 10 to 50% off on selected items. Get the all-new Terry D. Shearer's Bloody Hell t-shirt, or non-members can pick up one of our e-books for only $4.95. Or go into the past and relive the 90s with MythWorks Comics Classics for $3.99. The new MythMart. Bigger, badder, better. Visit MythMart at www.mythworks.com slash MythMart. Or find us on Facebook for extra savings. Do you own a business or have an item you want to sling? Do you want a chance to reach potential customers? Do you want to make some extra cash? Then here's your chance. For $50, you can have a one to two minute commercial featured on each of our shows for an entire month. With six shows a week, that's only $2.09 per podcast. Plus, for an extra 10 bucks, your item will be placed into MythMart. So sit back and relax as they handle all stages of transactions. Contact our ad department at info at jazelmon.com. If he does, if he's barefooted, you try to slap his feet on the on the linoleum, and if he can't do that, then he'll he he'll he'll go like this on the wall. You know, I'm coming in, you know? and I go, "That's fine. All you have to do is say, honey, I'm coming from the bedroom, and then I know you're coming. You don't have to go through all this elaborate stuff. Just, but then it's so funny because." Um, there's a movie, an Adam Sandler movie, mm-hmm. movie with Jennifer. Jesus. The one that was in Friends? Anderson? No. Is it Anderson? Is that her? No, it's not Anderson. Something like Atkinson or something like that. What the heck's that girl's name? I know who you're talking about. Yeah, well, anyhow, I'm sorry. We're going to Google your name so we can get it right. Okay, hang on. Yeah, we're already on it. <laughs> um, anyway, Nicole Kidman is in the movie, too. And they're having a conversation. They're old friends, and they meet up for the first time in ages. And uh, Jen, Jennifer's character says... Is it Jennifer Aniston? Aniston. Aniston. Aniston, Aniston. that's Aniston. it. Jennifer Aniston. Thank you. Okay. And her character says something about she gets startled very easily. And Nicole Kidman's character says, that's the first sign of menopause, you know. And I got to thinking about it, and I said, you know, it has been since my menopause days started that this has happened to me. I didn't used to be startled like this. He would walk in, and and I it just it never bothered me. 
But since I started going through menopause, of course I'm older, and I guess some part of me is always on guard. Right. You know that somebody doesn't sneak up on me and hurt me or something. I guess I don't. I don't know exactly what that's all about. But uh, but it's really funny. It's not like I think he's some kind of monster or anything. He starts me all the time. Oh. I wouldn't put up with that side. Sometimes it knocks the shit out of him. He scares me just, so bad a scream came to come out. Just like yeah, and you put up with that? No, you slap. Yeah, slap. Yes, he does. Listen, I would give you a ball bat. Okay, <laughs> just just for just for openers, just whack the shit out of him. He's lucky he's not been knifed. He does yeah. it without cutting him. Uh huh. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. You'll come up and just don't give me no ideas. You won't have no more podcast. You don't want to have a podcast <laughs> It'll just be her and me. Oh well, we'll get over it. We'll delete this part <laughs> too, so we don't get incriminated. <laughs> so, so that's another reason why I wouldn't necessarily want to run into a ghost because I'm already as, I'm afraid of my husband. Well, I'm not afraid of it, but I mean, I get startled when by I was pregnant with Jane. Imagine if it was really a ghost. There was somebody in our apartment, and it was me. Never seen anything, but I felt somebody by my bathroom sink. To the point where I couldn't get out of bed. David was working nights, and my mom, Bill, shared an apartment. To the point where I couldn't get out of bed and go to my mom's. I remember I couldn't talk. I just remember thinking to myself, this is my baby. Leave me alone. Yeah. Because I have gone through so many miscarriages past, and, you know, I was almost done with this pregnancy, and I just remember saying to myself, this is my baby, leave us alone, and then I put the cover over my head, and it's like, okay, leave us alone. Yeah, because, like, you can't fight it, I mean, really, but whatever, well, I guess you can, but I don't know how to, I don't have any experience with fighting a ghost, you know, I mean, we've all seen movies, and, and TV shows where they say go for life and shit like that. Well, right. yeah. If it if if that's all it took, then why is it even here? I mean, I don't I don't quite get that part. You know, just seems like a lot of um, and especially if it's malevolent. Why is it going to want to go to the light instead mm-hmm. of staying here and, and scaring you? Right. You know, I don't. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I like the different shows where. The family's happy and everybody's sitting on this line. They move into a new house. Yeah, and they're thinking to help. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if if those things really happen or if it's just the the a movie mm-hmm. idea that that's been so emphatic that it's kind of gotten into our psyche and we think, oh my god, that probably happens. Right, but it probably doesn't. Yeah. It could, it could, but yeah, that's like the chainsaw murderer, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, or or uh, doing banjos or whatever called. What was that one movie? Uh, Deliverance. Yeah. I mean, you know, yes, there are backwoods places, and yes, some strange people live in them, but it doesn't mean every <laughs> time you drive down a muddy road in a swamp that you're going to run into Swamp Man or the human equivalent thereof. You know? Right. But we get that, we get that in our psyches because of all the shit we watch that probably shouldn't. You know, I mean... And nowadays, there's so many people who has mental illnesses. You know, there's a lot of them out on the streets because we can't afford to keep them locked up. 
or were imposing on their civil rights if you lock them up with some other bullshit. So, I don't know. That's just the way it works nowadays. But, but originally we were talking, we straight way, way, way off the subject, but no, I did. originally we were talking about psychics. Do we believe, do we not believe in their abilities? I've never been to one, so I can't say yes or no. I haven't either. I'm fascinated by them. I am too. But if they're so psychic, then how come they don't want the damn lottery? <laughs> well, that may not be the, the capacity of their psychicness, if that's the word. It's like it's like the, the old joke of you call up the psychic and you know they say hello and you don't say anything because they should know who you are. Right. You know. Well, maybe that's true. <laughs> maybe it isn't. I'm not sure if that falls within the scope of their practice of what we're. You know, well, just like with the Teresa off of uh, Long Island to the when they lost their dog. Yeah, I know. I was thinking of that too. Why can't she know where it is? But that isn't what she does. But she woke up the, that one next morning and said, "Well, she knows the dog's still alive because she didn't get no, she didn't get any messages." Yeah, that was dead. Yeah, well, maybe does she get doggy messages? I don't know, I don't know either. She, I do know she's had people say. Uh, that they've got so-and-so's dog with them. I've heard, yes. I've heard her say that. But the I, show I was watching last night when she was reading that lady at the bingo hall. Her, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah her mother has her loud. Yeah, exactly. But, like you say, okay, did you, I thought it was hilarious when she was telling her dad she knew what the... Yeah, the bingo numbers! <laughs> she's telling her dad. He's sitting there playing bingo, and she's like, oh, 75. And he's like, really? And then, then the next one, N45, and he's like, you're scaring me. And he's like scooching his chair away. And the guy would call the number that she was saying. Uh-huh. She'd say, the next number's going to be B3. And the guy would <laughs> B3. And her dad is just looking at out. her like, he doesn't Ooh. quite know how to handle her abilities as it is. You know? Uh-huh. He's kind of... So he kind of like scooched his chair away from her a little bit because he's, he's getting a little scared. Out. Freaking me out here. So she's know? laughing. She's like, yeah. Up there on her TV screen, it's showing you the next number for you. Calls it, and he started laughing. He's, I think he said something along, no shit, or something. <laughs> See the TV screen, it was there, yeah. But it was hilarious, because at first I was kind of taken in, too, you know, because she was doing that, and I'm like, damn, how's she doing that? That's not what she does. But then... Yeah. But she was having fun too with her dad. It yeah, was cute. It was. It was and he was so gullible. He fell right into it. It was cute. And I've, I've watched a lot of times the readings that she does give, the serious ones that she gives to people, where she'll say this or that, your father has said this or that. And only once in a blue moon do I hear her say something that could be applicable to anybody. Yeah. Only once in a blue moon. And, and almost inevitably, she'll still come back to that person with something that nobody could have known. Yeah. Nobody could know. It's not a matter of record anywhere. It's never been put on a computer anywhere. It's never been like told last anybody. Night I never told anybody to that. You know, that kind of Those three kids who lost yes. their mom. Right. She was saying, um, a yellow blanket. Yeah. And the youngest girl goes, yeah, there's a yellow blanket with silk at the top. And yeah. me and my mom used to run our fingers right. to the silk. And... Yeah, on, yellow of all blink colors yeah. for a blanket. Well, now, being fascinated with this, being fascinated with psychics and, and death and whatnot, 
do you think it's something for you guys to say, okay, there is something next afterlife? Do you think that has to play a, a big part of it? You mean because we think there is something afterlife, do you think that's why we believe right. that we're right. doing that? Right. Well Or is it is it kind of like reassuring almost like almost like a reassurance that there See, is something I don't know whether there's anything after life so I, I go want back and forth so do I. I go back and forth because thinking, okay, you're dead, you're dead. Yeah, that seems awful to me. <laughs> you know, you get buried in your body. And that's what Ernie thinks. So right. that's, that's what he says. That's what he says he thinks. I don't know about the gold paved streets and the white horses. Oh, no, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't either. It's like I was watching uh, Life with Father, uh, because it was Father's Day yesterday, and uh, William Powell and Irene Dunn were in this. And it was so cute because uh, she had never been, they were Catholic, and she, he had never been baptized. And so she was having a big freak out over the fact that he had never been baptized. Oh, and he hell. wouldn't go to he wouldn't be able to go to heaven and be there in heaven. And she was all, don't you want to be with us in heaven? Don't you want to spend the rest of eternity with me? And all that. All of the old traditional things that we've always heard about heaven with angels and the St. Peter at the gate, all that kind of stuff. That was all part and parcel of her concept in this movie. Okay. Um, and as you said, my dad was a preacher. I was raised on uh, Hellfire and Damnation uh, sermons all my life, and most of my life. And <clears throat> Mother, uh, too, uh, was very good. Mother used to say, if I can't sing like an angel when I get to heaven, I'm not going to stay. Because Mother couldn't carry a tune in a basket. Mother. She just couldn't. She just couldn't. She, she tried to sing, and she just couldn't. She had no, ear, she had no ear for music at all. And, uh, but in her mind, heaven was sitting at the right hand of God and singing his praises, I guess ad nauseum, forever. Uh, for me, that would get a little old after yes. a while. Uh, no offense to God, but yeah. I just, you know, I can't quite get behind that concept, and I don't mean to offend anyone who can. No, no. Uh, certainly have the deepest respect for anyone's religious convictions, whatever they may be. You're fully entitled to them. God bless you in them. But for me, that doesn't quite work. Now, as to a concept of life after death, or do we, like, are we reincarnated? Do right. we come back as that somebody else? That was a I watched at my mom's house. It's called Made in Heaven. Uh-huh. And you know how you hear this saying, old soul, new soul? Yes, yes. yes. Yeah. Um, the movie, there, it's up in heaven, and it's just like, on here on earth. Right. And you call and say, okay, you're going to be born. Right. And it was an old person. Right. So, and then some people were brand new babies right. up there yeah. waiting to... So, I don't know. Tons of movies done on the subject. All of them interesting and some of them very entertaining. Yes. Uh, and certainly thought-stimulating. Yes. Uh, personally, I like I like to to think that, that in some way or other uh, there's, there's something beyond what they call the curtain of death. Uh, I don't have a clue what it is and I just have to go on the assumption that 
it really doesn't matter what I think it is, because when I get there, I'll find out. Right. If there's something to find out, if there isn't, I won't know the difference anyway. So, you know. Um, that movie that I told you about when I first got here tonight, uh, Cloud Atlas, uh, dealt with that subject in detail. It's basically what it's about. Uh, and it, it's, it's kind of hard to follow. And if, if you try to make a lot of sense out of the chronology of the movie, you'll, you'll just frustrate yourself. It's better to just kind of go with it. Uh, <clears throat> because it, it, it jumps back and forth in, in, Time frames, okay. um, like it, talking fifteen hundreds to twenty one forty four and okay. stuff like that. It's all over the place. It's all over the place. Uh, but eventually, what you do is you begin to pick up this thread of, uh, gee, that guy looks an awful lot like that guy did there, and you know, and then you realize that what they're talking about is is the various lives that this soul or whatever has gone through. Um, from the beginning of the movie to the end, and 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 that and like I said, if you kind of just go with it, it's it's, it's easier to follow. Yeah. If afterwards they show you who, what characters each of the actors in the movie played, and it's kind of surprising because you you see like Tom Hanks is is uh, one of the major actors, Holly Berry. Yes. Or Holly Berry is. Um, Another and and you go, oh, yeah, I, I thought that was Tom Hanks earlier. You know, that looked a lot like Tom Hanks. That looked a lot like Halle Berry, and you know, uh, and it was. And and then you find out that there were other people in there that you, that you almost would even recognize at all. And you go, oh my god, you know. I told her, I said, I want to get that movie and watch it again, knowing who all Nothing these you people were that to watch play. it again. Isn't it on Netflix? Oh, probably, but I want to buy it, you know, uh, because then you get all the Bones. background yeah. stuff, information about well, what it. what about, you got these different people who said that I almost died in the big oak tree and oh, family yeah. was out there before. Yeah, and then they when called me back died, and I came back. Right, oh, I almost died, I seen the gate. Don't go to the, the white The early gates of heaven and... Yeah. Yeah, what about you got them? people saying those lots of near-death experiences? What you're talking about, and a lot of people uh, report near-death. Ex- I won't say claim to have. I would say they report near-death experiences, and I believe they believe what they're saying. I have no reason to doubt for a minute that what they believe what they're saying. Um, I don't know what it means that that, that happened to them. Uh, and and I think probably that's just one of those things that but you've only never they heard. Only you've they never heard somebody who had their near near death experience say, "Why well, seen gates of hell?" Never. Well, I haven't ever. No. Actually, yes, I have. Have you? Yeah, they wrote a book about it. Oh yeah. But usually, you hear about my whole family who's on the other side met yeah. me at the old oak tree, yeah. or I've seen the pearly gates of heaven, but I've never heard a story saying I've seen. I mostly heard, I've almost heard people say they saw a light and heard voices or saw somebody in the distance they couldn't tell who it was. And they were going there, but then something pulled them back. So not your time. Or, or they'll say things like, uh, I was hovering over the operating, operating table, table and uh, just see everything that went on. 
to me, that is far more um, thought-provoking than the person who just says they saw a light and stuff like that, because they can tell you stuff they saw that they had no way to know that they okay. saw. And that's kind of stimulating, right. yeah, to hear that. I, I, well, see, that I think out-of-body experience, I think you could. Yeah, I think that's kind of interesting. With me, and, and one of the reasons why I wanted to bring this up, because I wanted to hear YouTube alert, since why I've been so quiet most of this the other show, just kind of listening to you guys talk. For me, it's kind of interesting because I come from a very, very religious background. Um, you know, my mom was an evangelist for a long time. But on the same hand, I'm well-educated in the medical profession, same as you. Right, right. And so there's there's, there's a bit of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Yes. You know, as where part of me, the religious part of me, wants to believe this, but then the other part of me, like seeing the white light, my mind instantly went to, you know, that that study saying, well, you're seeing, what they're seeing is the last synapse firing the right. brain. Right. You know, that's where right. my head goes. Right. So it, it, it's, it's right. kind of interesting yeah. to listen to you guys talk. Now, I, I am a believer. I have a faith. Yeah. But then on the same token, I'm very logical. And I think that's what really deviates me from the path that my mom is on is because I'm more... Not to be rude, not to criticize and be like religion, it seems like a lot of times people are blinded by flaggers on with their Bible. They don't believe in aliens, they don't believe in afterlife, they don't believe in reincarnation, they don't believe in karma, they don't believe in... If it is in the Bible, they don't believe yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. And there's an awful lot of people like that. Yeah. A lot. And, and I'm open-minded. And see, that's what I'm saying. Is, yeah. is, for me, it should be actually on the contrary. I should be very close-minded from the background that I come from. Yeah. But, you were right. You have, you have an education that precludes that. Uh, it's like... Okay, I'm old enough that uh, Darwinian theory all right, mm -hmm. was exactly that. For my parents, Darwinian theory was something my ne mother never accepted. Uh, evolution, never accepted. When when my mother said God created the heaven and earth in seven days, and by God, that's what He did. And my brother used to say, "Well, Mom, what about the dinosaurs? Well, He created them too. Well, but Mom." You know, they lived, you know, this many millions of years ago, and there, and, and man wasn't around then, and well, but, you know, well, Adam was still the first man, you know, she, she had a lot of struggles, as anyone does, when they try to correlate the information given in the Bible uh, about the creation with Science. the theory of evolution, what is now considered evolution. Right. Um. And uh, as was typical in her particular case, when he threw, my brother would throw so many things at her uh, about it, she would just pose down and say, well, I'm sorry, I know what I believe, and that's that. That's and me. that's where she had to leave it. Right. Because it isn't possible to reconcile 
the uh, this, this, oh, I want to say stories in the Bible, uh, the information in the Bible, uh, it isn't possible to, to reconcile that with scientific theory. Right. It just isn't. And so somewhere along the line, thinking people try to do that and they can't, and so they reject one or the other. Right. And it's it's hard to maintain a um, it reminds me of the athletes that walk on those uh, very narrow bars mm-hmm. up high in the off the floor. It's hard to maintain balance between the bar and the ground when it comes to science science and religion. It, yeah, and and you know you then you start going back to, to how did religion get started? Right. You know, God himself didn't start religion. Man started religion. And my other question is, and I've asked religious people, Adam and Eve. Okay, so we're all related then. If it was just Adam and Eve who started everybody, but then where did the different nationalities and stuff come in? Yeah, well, they, you know, that's that's one of the ones that they have a lot of trouble explaining. Yeah, I I can remember asking my mother that too, and she had an answer for it. I don't remember now what it was. Mother had an answer for a lot of things. Most of her answers came from the Bible because she was a strong believer in the Bible, and uh, and it worked for her. It got her through her eighty years of life, and and that and, you know, good. To each them. Good. To each them. Good. Yes. Uh, because I don't I don't have all the answers either. I don't. Uh, I, I guess the reason I don't have all the answers is because I don't have most of the questions. I'm well not, put. I'm, well not, put. I'm not asking those questions. I'm comfortable appreciating life, my life in particular, since it's the one I've got. But I'm real comfortable appreciating things like sunshine and blue skies and, and windy days and uh, pork chops and Jesus, just name it all. I'm happy with it. I like life. I I don't feel compelled to ask a lot of questions. And and so for me that works because then I don't have to wonder why I don't have to answers. I don't know. I just, I understand that there's things that we don't no, and uh, and they never. Yeah, so I'm it's just based. Kids who you see on TV, why? How come? <laughs> why? How come? Well, it kind of used to be that way when I was younger. Yeah. I used to and, ask and those questions, if, but I didn't like the answers that I got. I got I got answers that didn't make sense. Yes, and so what that told me was nobody really knows. Right. You know, especially about heaven. I can remember asking my parents, my mother particularly, about heaven. You know, and I got, I got answers that didn't make sense to me. So I stopped asking the questions. I figured somewhere along the line, I figured, that I don't think I'm supposed to know. And I'm about to quote a movie that, well, the Catholic Church actually went out and protested the, the opening of this movie. But the, the closure, the end line of what this movie said just made all the sense in the world. It was the movie Dog. Oh, and, yeah. And what... The, the closing line was is, I may not know everything but I have the right 
But I have what? I have the right idea. Yeah. Okay. And that's that's the way. Yeah. That's the way it works for me. Yeah. And like you, I'm a religious person, and so far as uh, I have a strong belief in God, whatever God is, uh, something outside myself that gives me guidance. I have a strong belief in that. Um, I don't. I don't feel compelled to organize anything around that. Right. It works for me, and that's all I care about. I, I my husband's Buddhist. I don't feel compelled to convert him. Well, because he is who he is. He is who he is, and he's me, the most. I think religion. I mean, I'm sorry for your viewers if you disagree with me. Listeners. Listeners. Yeah, because you can't see me, thank God. <laughs> Religion is like an occult. It's organized. They tell you what time you be there. They tell you how to dress. They tell you what to do. How to act. Yes, they do. They do that. They do and that's what's if, if we wanted, we don't have time tonight, but if we wanted to get back into the whole thing of, of how organized religion got started in the first place, I think that we'd, we'd lose a lot of listeners. <laughs> so I don't think I don't we won't go there. think we should go there um, because unfortunately I do know a little on that subject. I have studied it, uh, and it isn't a pleasant subject for a lot of people who consider themselves to be Christians. But that's just and my, to be religious, and, and I don't want to insult any of them with my views and my opinions about something. No, because you start a lot of arguments with well, religion and politics. It's their thing alone. See. Person's relationship to their God should be just exactly yes. that. If they want to make more out of it, they're, well, as far as I'm concerned, that's their God-given right to do exactly. And so, more power to them. I I have no objection to that. Just it's like, don't include me. Yes, include me out. Yes. Like we were talking about other situations yes. earlier. Yes. Do what you want to do with whomever you want. But please want don't to do shove it, it down my throat. Yeah. I believe what I believe. Leave it. Leave it to don't the people push that you your, know. Yes. The people that you know are interested in it. And don't come knocking at my door. Yeah. Well, you know what my door <laughs> says. Uh-huh. <laughs> sign on my door that. And you if know I it works. Which happened to you? We have not had a single solicitor for religious experience since I put that sign up. <laughs> I have had a couple of bug spray salesmen, and <laughs> one guy wanted to check out my alarm system. And I'm like, uh, what do you think, I'm stupid? I'm going to bring you in here and tell you about my alarm system? Would you like the codes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think Here's so. Here's the key to the front door. Yeah, yeah, just knock or not. Well, I've been telling Sadie for six months that you've done fantastic. Was it painless? Oh, it hurt so bad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. You did. You you did awesome. But it's fine. That's you all have, we do is sit around and talk. Oh, see, now you're going to lose a lot of viewers because I bought a position. No, Listeners. I don't think so. I don't I don't think so because, like we have tried to say, Everybody your, your religious opinion. experience is just that. It's your religious experience. And we've actually touched on this before with Wynn and Burbank. We touched on it, so. and Yeah, and outside of the, the, the strong evangelical who wouldn't be listening to these podcasts anyway, right. they start out with, what the fuck are you uh, I don't think we're going to offend anybody by expressing our own religious um, But if I happen to, you can email 
Absolutely, you can email us. Uh, in yes, fact, I, I expect we'll probably get <laughs> something close to a shitload of email about this particular podcast, and that's okay. Please do. And we like to have your input. Yes, and the email address is what we think all lowercase at jazelmon.com. Put in you know under caption or not caption but uh, subject matter. Put in what we think. And I I don't know how many times, and I'm glad you brought this up. I, I've said this, I don't know how many podcasts. If you don't put what it's about, it's going to get deleted. In the subject matter. And I have deleted maybe 50 emails. They, I'm probably, stamp? Yeah, probably because it's... It doesn't have a subject. Yeah, and I will not open it. It doesn't have to even be what we think. It doesn't have to be the subject. If they put something about podcast, the podcast... You suck. Anything. Yeah, Sadie sucks. You know, go ahead. Sadie sucks works for me. I don't care. Something, anything related to the podcast in the subject, on the subject line. So we won't think you're spamming us. Right. And then we'll be happy to receive your emails. And we will respond, as you saw from earlier today. And let me tell you, folks, it was kind of a a pain in the ass. You you can ask Lacey. I was sitting around my phone trying to figure out how to forward it from that to my phone and I, I tried to forward it to you and I'm going to type it away and I was getting pissed off. So. Well, next time don't receive them on your phone. Can't you try to get them on your computer or something? Well, I get them on a computer but I try to I put them on my phone because it's more mobile. I, I can you know, oh, hand it off yeah, to you instead of handing you a whole laptop to but say, you, okay, But it didn't this. work. No, you read it off the phone. Oh, well, yeah, but I want you to send them to me. I want to read them on my own at my computer. So you're not getting I haven't gotten nothing. Oh, God. Uh, gosh darn. Oh, no, that's right. We can swear. <laughs> yes. Fucking go ahead. I don't care. <laughs> no, that's... No, I haven't gotten a one. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh. Something else to worry about now. <laughs> hey, well, at anyway, least we got you. Maybe forgot to hit send. Yeah, maybe that. Or didn't put something in the subject matter and I... <laughs> And I deleted it thinking he was spamming me. Now, I know. But at least we got your Red Hills. Uh, we did get my oh, you know what, book website. Let's go ahead and plug that real fast. Anybody that's been to redhills.us and they've gone and, and saw the link to, to, Facebook. to Facebook, and they tried to click on it, it did not take you there, uh, I fixed that problem personally today. Yeah. So now you can click on the link, and it takes you to the Facebook page. Like it. Make a comment. Buy the book. Show us your love. Yes. Yeah, buy the book. If you haven't bought the book or if you haven't read the book, please do. It's actually not a bad book. And if I do say so myself, I uh, I told you uh, last week or the week before, I told you my dentist, one of the young ladies that works at my dentist's office, told me the other day, she's my God, I've read that thing four times. I just can't put it down, you know, and my family's all read it. And then she goes, they should probably buy it, huh? And I go, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that would be good. But uh, anyhow, uh, other people have told me who have read it that they think it's really good. So give it a shot. It is a little um, and it's all X-rated. It's X. In fact, it's a lot X-rated. There's some uh, X-rated parts of it. Too. There's some sex, drugs, rock and roll, and foul language. And it's a true story. And it is true. Every leading word of it is true. And also, since you're the executive producer to the Jason Modcast. Um, I'm going to be setting up some new commercials, but I'm moving the old commercials to the middle of the show. 
And they're going to love that. As a podcast listener myself, you know, because I listen to several different podcasts, uh-huh. I've learned it is very difficult to try to skip in the middle of a podcast. Oh, that's not nice. So, that's not nice. So, in order to, to get a completely free of advertisement show, they can purchase the premiums, which has no advertisement whatsoever. It starts off with enjoy this Jason Modcast show, intro music, show, period. Ninety nine cents. Ninety nine cents. What a bargain! You can't even buy a taco for ninety nine cents anymore. No. no. Well, you can on Taco Tuesdays, but <laughs> <laughs> only, only then. Okay, we'll put this part out. So when we wrap, I'll say my name. She'll say her name. Her name, her name. <laughs> are we done? We are done. All right, kids. That's it for this week. So you've heard what we think about. Ghosts, spirits, psychics, religion, and anything else I can't think of. So for this week, I am David K. Montoya. And I am Miss City Burbank. And I'm Lacey. That's it. We're done. See you next week. Bye. Bye. It's a wrap. Just plain Lacey. Not what we know, because we don't know shit. What we think. <laughs> David K. Montoya, S.A. Burbank Podcast. Or S.A. Burbank, David K. Montoya Podcast. <laughs> the game plan, yeah. The, uh, the show. Let's go make it up. Let's actually make some. <laughs> and see, I came up with more. Google it. Not what we know, because we don't know shit.